Welcome to the Plan of Salvation podcast. My name is Trent Gonzalez, and in this podcast, we're going to be aiming towards four topics that uh, I feel is necessary to talk about. One is repentance, two is baptism, three is the indwelling spirit, and then four, speaking in tongues. So, in this podcast, I'm going to be reading out of the Bible. I'm going to take some scriptures and I'm going to show how or what the Bible says about these four topics. And the first topic, like I said, is repentance. We're going to first read in Luke chapter 24, verse 47, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. So, in this, we'll talk about there can be no salvation without repentance. The word repentance comes from the word meaning a change of mind in course of those who have begun to appear their errors and misdeeds and have determined to enter upon a better course of life so that it embraces both the recognition of sin and sorrow for it with the tokens and the effects of which are good deeds. Repentance is shown through the life of the repented. John the Baptist said, Bring forth, therefore, fruits worthy of repentance. That's in Luke chapter 3, verse 8. And what we are reading here is that the fruits of your life are going to recognize the fact that you have truly repented. The things that happen in your life are going to reflect that you have changed and you have begun a, a better course of life. So, Paul also said that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. That's in Acts chapter 26, verse 20. Isaiah explained by saying, Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Isaiah 55, 7. In the text of the lesson, it tells us that repentance is to be preached. There can be no opportunity to repent without preaching. Preaching calls people into repentance. Repentance is a gift offered by God through preaching. Paul said, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1, 21, It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Not the foolishness of preaching, but the foolishness of preaching. In Acts chapter 11, verse 18. Then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance. In Revelations 2.21, concerning, quote, that woman Jezebel, end quote, Christ told John in writing to the church, I give her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. 
In both scriptures, repentance was offered, but in one it was accepted, and in the other it was rejected. When repentance is offered, then it is time to accept it. Through procrastination or rejection, the offer of repentance can be withdrawn. In chapter 12 of Hebrews, verse 17, For ye know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Tears are not always a sign of repentance. Today is the day of salvation. Hebrews 4, 7 Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Isaiah 55, 6 Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. In Acts 8, 18-24 Peter had told Simon, the sorcerer, to repent of his wickedness. This was after he was baptized. If perhaps... The thought of his heart may be forgiven, that is, his request for power and the price paid to be able to lay his hands on people like Peter did when he received the Holy Ghost. He was given space to repent, but he rejected it, and although he was baptized, he was still Simon the Sorcerer. Repentance is to precede baptism. In the text, that repentance is and remission of sins should be preached in his name, beginning at Jerusalem. When it began at Jerusalem, it began with Peter preaching and saying, Repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. There is no remission of sins without repentance. In baptism, repentance is releasing one's sin, and baptism is remitting or removing them. Romans ten seventeen, so that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The word of God, in this sense, is the preached message, by the anointing of God's Spirit, and the inspiration of His power, by a sent preacher. Paul said further in Romans ten fourteen and fifteen, how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? and believing go together and how shall they hear without a preacher and how shall they preach except they be sent many ministers are preaching but there are no fruits of repentance in their converts they are preaching and compromising a popular message hyphenate this word message into two words mess and age truly it is the mess of the age a quote social gospel. The terms accepting Christ as your personal Savior is not in the scriptures, neither the term born-again Christian, or saying, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner, come in my heart, and that seems to be it. But Paul said, and he stood at Mars Hill, the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Now we'll talk about baptism. 
Let us look again at our text from Luke chapter 24, verse 47, that repentance and remission of sins shall be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. In the first article, we wrote on the subject of repentance and how we are going to take the next clause, which is remission of sins. Jesus is saying that remission of sins shall be preached in his name. Please notice that the word name is singular, indicating one. In the Greek-English New Testament, it said that repentance and remission of sins shall be proclaimed in to anima, his name. The word to is a definite article meaning only one, and the word anima is a word declaring the identification of an individual. When the individual identifies with Jesus, it is his name in which repentance and remission of sins is to be preached. In the next clause, it tells us where it was to be preached at among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. When it began to be preached in Jerusalem, it was on the day of Pentecost, and Jerusalem was crowded with people, Jews from every nation under heaven. On that day, as they gathered there to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost was given to all the disciples there in the upper room. By the manifestation of the Spirit, the disciples speaking in tongues, the crowd was gathered and the attention was drawn to those that were rejoicing in the Lord. After so much speculation from the crowd, Peter began to preach in Joel 2.28. And while he was preaching, the people pricked in their hearts and said, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Notice the word in the name comes from the same word, tuonima, as in Luke, his name. In the account of Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, the words the name still comes from the same Greek word to anima. The two is a definite article meaning only one, and anima is a singular word meaning one name. When repentance and remission of sins was preached, beginning at Jerusalem, it was preached in the name, his name, the name above every name, Jesus. There is no other way. John 14.6 There is no other name. Acts 4.12 After this was preached in Jerusalem, the disciples were scattered by persecution that arose after the death of Stephen. And they, and they went abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. And they that were scattered abroad when everywhere preaching the word, Philip went to Samaria, and they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Peter went to Caesarea, to an Italian centurion, and preached to him in his household, and they were baptized in the name of the Lord. 
Jesus. Paul went to Ephesus and found disciples baptized unto John's baptism. When he explained the plan of salvation to them, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Apostle Paul journeyed through the Asia and parts of Europe, preaching repentance and remission of sins. Today is being preached nearly everywhere in the world. When Jesus commissioned his disciples in Matthew 28:19, he said, Go and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. In Mark 16, 16, in the same commission, Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Baptism is essential to salvation. It means to be emerged or immersed in the water. It is to be done in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As the person is being baptized, the name Jesus is to be called over him. Peter said in Acts 2.38 that baptism is the name of Jesus Christ with the remission of sins. Peter said in Acts 28. Peter said in Acts 2.38 that baptism in the name of Jesus Christ was for the remission of sins. Now we'll talk about the indwelling spirit and how it is necessary. Romans 8.9 How ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. This is one of the many different expressions referring to the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Others are in Acts 2.38, John 14.26, John 15.26, 1 Corinthians 3.16, Acts 1.4. All of these are the same thing called by different titles. Ephesians 4.4 says, There is one Spirit. John 4.26, God is a Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.17, the Lord is that Spirit. According to these scriptures, the plan of salvation makes it essential that the Holy Ghost baptism must be received by the believer. Paul asked the believers at Ephesus, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And Ananias told Saul that the Lord, even Jesus, sent him, that he might receive his sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts 9.17 when Philip went to Samaria and preached the word of God, they were baptized. When Peter and John were sent there from Jerusalem, he prayed for them to receive the Holy Ghost, for they had not received it yet. When Peter went down to Caesarea to Cornelius and preached, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. Jesus said to his disciples that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. Then he, told, then he said to them, You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria, and to the uppermost parts of the earth. Then he, if Jesus said, Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost, or in plain words, after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, then it is evident that the Holy Ghost has not come upon you, 
you do not have power to witness. So the Holy Ghost is essential for a power to witness. John 16, 13, Jesus told his disciples, When the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you to all truth. So then the Holy Ghost is essential for a guide to help you live the life so you cannot live a Christian life without it. Paul said in Romans 8.11, If the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He shall quicken your mortal body. So, then if you do not have the Holy Ghost, you cannot die like a Christian, nor will you rise with Christians, but will die like a sinner and rise to the judgment with the rest of the sinners. When Jesus said to His disciples in John 2.22, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. He meant for them to receive it. This was a command. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Then they received it like Jesus wanted them to. They were waiting at Jerusalem, like we were told. They departed not from Jerusalem until they were endowed with power from on high. (coughs) Acts 2, 1-4 They received it. In the sermon Peter preached on the day of the Holy Ghost was poured out onto them, Peter told the people to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and they shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promise is unto you and your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God will call. If he had called you, he has called you to salvation this plan of salvation is for you. Now we'll talk about speaking in tongues. And is it necessary to speak in tongues? In Acts 2.4 we read, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Speaking with other tongues is the outward sign of the indwelling Spirit is the initial sign that the believer has just been filled with the Holy Ghost and has just been born from above into a royal family. In Romans 8 9, Paul said, Now if any man not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. In Romans 8 15, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, Verses 16, it says, The Spirit itself breatheth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. In the Revised Standard Version, we read, For ye did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of sonship. And we cry, Abba, Father, it is the Spirit itself bearing witness with your spirit. It is the Spirit itself bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. In this verse, the word Father is the interpretation of the word Abba. Abba is an Aramaic word that means Father. In former times, it was forbidden for slaves to address the head of the family by this title. But among the Greeks and the Romans, when a man had no son, he was permitted to adopt one of his slaves as his son. The adopted slave or adopted son took the name of the father and was in every respect regarded and treated as a son.
So then, we take the name of our Father by being baptized in His name, and the Spirit seals our adoption. We show the outward sign when we say in His language, Abba. Back to the verse in Acts 2.4. They were all filled, and all those in the upper room filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke in other tongues or languages as the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts 2, 7, 8. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born? When you receive the Holy Ghost, you speak in other tongues, as the Spirit gives you utterance. This is important because without the tongues, you have no sign of the indwelling Spirit. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as come with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost, for they heard them speak in tongues and magnify God. So here you have the outward sign of the adoption and the birth of the Spirit as the Holy Ghost entering into your hearts. Cries in the Father's own language, Abba. Please read also Acts 19, 1-6, Isaiah 28, 11-12, Mark 16, 15 through 18, and the entire second chapter of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles.